And we back in this thing like we left something. Welcome back, y'all, to this week's episode of I Got a Story to Tell. After today, two episodes left for the season, and we will be on a brief break, hiatus, so to speak. And then we'll be back, season three. More stories, more laughing, more shit. Um... Y'all know how we do before we get to the story. Got to give someone their flowers. This week, I'm giving flowers to my homegirl, Corey. See money. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for being the individual that you are. All these years we've known each other. We've been rocking. We've been tight ever since. Keep being you. Keep being the awesome person that you are i love you and with that being said y'all i got a story to tell let's go Story takes place in the year 2007. That's 2007. I am living back in Cincinnati, Ohio at the time. Um, I'm finally wrapping my mind around the fact that I'm back there because when I left for college at 18, I swore to myself I would leave and never come back. But that wasn't the case. So I'm now I'm wrapping my mind around the fact I'm here now. At the time, I'm living in the Hale Justice Lofts on Central Parkway downtown, right across from the Kroger building. And if you listen to the episode, uh, an earlier episode entitled Everybody Was Taking Their Shot, this was around this time. So I'm hanging with my dudes. They they hustling. They doing their thing um, over in what's called Uptown Towers. So I would go over there, hang out with them a little bit. See what they got going on from time to time. So let's get to it. One day I'm over in Uptown Towers hanging out with my boys. Like I said in a previous episode, they had a little spot where they trapped at, and there was um they had a studio set up in there, recording studio. So the young guys from the neighborhood would pull their little $25 together, you know, young kids, might be in middle school or whatever. We'll pull together $25, come over to the studio, give the $25, record, because it was $25 an hour. Record, Fred will put it on a disc for them. They will be happy. They will go on about their business, whatever, right? So I'm chilling over there one day. A couple young cats come in, they record for a little bit. All of a sudden, we hear a knock at the door. We like, okay. So my boy T go answer the door. In walks this big, like kind of tall chubby cat with like a teeny weeny afro like no edge up like he ain't shaped it up at all it's just there um 
with a La Rosa's t-shirt on, La Rosa's piece of t-shirt on, some khakis and some brown shoes. Super hyper. Hey, what's going on, niggas? Hey, what's happening? Hey, come on, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. What's going on now? He walks in. He's hollering at everybody. I've never met him before. He walk over to me. Hey, what's up, nigga? What's going on? Hey, what's your name, man? So I dap him up. I say, my name's Mike. Oh, what's going on, God? Now, when he hits me with what's going on, God, you know, I'm very aware of, you know, the woke hotel, black man is God. You know, the whole thing, right? We don't have to go down there, go that, that, that route. We've all, we all know what that is, right? So I'm thinking that's where he's coming from, right? But when he walked in on some loud, like all over the place, hyper, you know, saying nigga and shit like that, I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe he ain't go coming from that direction, right? You know, I'm kind of like maybe in here on some woke hotel shit, but, you know, five percent of, you know, that. But he's not. So I'm like, oh, OK, what's up? He said, you know why I call you God? I say, why? What's up? Because your name, Michael, my name, Michael, too. You know, what Michael mean one who is like God. So I call you God. He all over the place. He's moving. He's, I'm like, Jesus, this nigga is hyper. So. He talks, shooting the shit with everybody a little bit. Then he says, hey, anybody putting in an order? What y'all need? Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Come on now. One person say, hey, go over to Izzy's. Get me, you know, a pastrami on rye, potato pancake, spicy mustard. Next person. Hey, go to Frisch's. I need a super big boy, extra tartar sauce, onion rings, hot fudge, cake, cherry coke. Next person. Hey, go to Skyline. I need an inverted three-way, extra cheese. Get me a cheese coney on the side and a Sprite. People just yelling out food orders. So I'm like, okay. Now I'm noticing he's not writing nothing down. He's just taking it all in. He's listening. I'm like, okay. Nobody's handed him no bread either. He get done. He asked me, he say, hey, hey, God, you want something? I said, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. He leaves. About an hour and a half comes back. He comes back. He giving everybody their food. Boom, boom, boom. Orders are correct. Everybody start peeling off the bread. Give it to him. All right, Mike. All right. Hey, hey, I'm about to get up out of here. I got to go to work. All right. All right now. All right now. All right now. He gone. I'm like, how did this dude remember this shit? Because it was like seven people that order food. He wrote nothing down. A couple days later. We chilling at the spot again. Knock on the door. He come in. What's going on, niggas? Hey, talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Hey, anybody need an order? Come on, talk to me now. I got shit to do. I can't be standing around long. Talk to me. Cats start firing off orders. Hey, Burger King, let me get a Whopper, fries, Sprite. You know, people yelling out they shit. Little young cat over there yell out, hey, I need some Rellos. He needs some Cigarello. I need some Rellos. I'm like, hmm, I don't know no restaurant that sells Rellos, but okay, let me see how this play out. Another cat yells out, hey, bring me a tall boy back. Tall boy, a Bud Light. I'm like, okay, so he's going to go to the gas station too. He comes back. He got everybody order right. Boom, 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 boom. It is what it is. They hand him the bread. I'm like, man, this nigga is a genius. 
This nigga's memories are unbelievable. So I'm like, okay, okay. Time passes. I don't see Mike for a while until one day I'm over there. He comes in. He has on a polo style shirt that has La Rosa's on it. So I asked him, I say, hey, Mike, I'm like, why y'all always got La Rosa shit on? Say, shit, I'm a manager at La Rosa. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, my fault. He's like, you think I just wear this shit to have it on? Like, it's the latest style? I'm like, hey, I had no idea. Oh, yeah, it ain't shit. I said, okay. Hey, put your order in. I got to go to work today, man. Let me know what y'all need. Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me now. Come on now. Cats start yelling off all type of shit. And I mean, cats are yelling off food orders from like a myriad of places. Other dudes are putting in or hey, let me get some oil, my oil low in my car. Hey, go get me a quarter oil. Cats are naming all types of shit. Let me get some batteries. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I need this. I need, they naming all types of stuff. Hour and a half might come back. He got everybody's shit. He has food orders, stuff that people need for their cars, stuff to roll weed. All types of stuff. Packs of wife beaters, packs of long white t-shirt. He has everything. Next day he come in there. Same thing. Cats throwing in up. Hey, let me get some clipper oil. I got some clippers at the crib. They ain't working. I need some oil. Hey, see if you can get some trimmers from all this shit. He comes back with everything. No more than an hour and a half. I said, man, hold on. Now, either Mike has a store. In his crib, or he's he's like he knows magic. He comes back, like I say, hand everybody their stuff. Everybody's satisfied, good. They peel him off the bread. So I asked my boy T one day. We just sitting around. It's me, T, and Fred. Fred in the in the like with the studio shit making a beat. It's me and T sitting there just rapping and shit, just talking. I said, "Hey, T, say what's up." I say, "What's what's the story on Mike?" He said, "What you mean?" I said, man, how does this nigga get all this shit? He said, Mike, I have no idea. None of us have an idea. He just started this shit one day. He said he came to cop. I'm like, oh, he he hustled. He's he like, nah, that nigga smoked that shit. I said, nigga on dope. He said, yeah. Now, I have a vision of what I know dope fiends to look like, right? Skinny, you know, wild looking, all that shit. Y'all know how it is, right? This dude is the polar opposite. Holds down a job. Um, like I say, chubby dude. He ain't on no skinny dope fiend shit. He ain't looking crazy. You know, T-fucked. He ain't like that, right? So I'm like, like how? Like, how's this happening? Like, he's a magical crackhead, right? So I'm like, damn. So he said, man. You just going to have to ask him. how. I'm like, man, I ain't finna ask. He's like, trust me. He's like, we've asked a million times. He he tells us his answer. I say, okay. So he comes over one day. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to ask this nigga. So there's a couple people over there. And I ask him. I say, hey, Mike. He say, what's up, God? I say, let me ask you something. He say, what's up? Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. I say, you know, when you be taking niggas orders and shit. He say, uh-huh. I said, first question is, how do you remember all that shit without writing it down? He said, because I got the perfect memory. I said, the perfect memory? 
He said, yeah. He said, I can't forget shit. I said, really? He said, yeah, it's a gift and a curse, but I can't forget shit. I said, okay. I said, now my second question, most importantly, how do you be getting this shit? Nobody gives you bread. Like you got to go all these places and within like an hour and a half, you're back with everything and it's correct. How do you be getting this stuff? He said, huh? I said, how? Like, how do you get all of this stuff? He said, I know a fat man and know a Chinese man and know another man. And I'm like, what? He's like, that's all I'm going to tell you. I know a fat man and know a Chinese man and know another man. I said, so that's how you get it. He said, exactly. That was his answer for how he gets it. I said, okay, all right, I'm going to let it, let it go. Cause right when I asked him the question, everybody in the crib before he answered, start laughing. When I asked him, like, how do you get this stuff? They knew what was coming. They knew how he was going to answer and they bust out laughing. So I'm like, okay, all right, got you. I left it alone. A little more time passing. I'm walking over one day to highlight my, my guys. I'm downstairs. Now at the time, Uptown Towers, you know, it's, it's, it's a rough place. And um, they had a security guard down at the front desk. And they start implementing some shit where you had to get like somebody had to come down and get you. So I would go over there so much that the security guard dude in there, he'll be like, all right, Mike, go ahead. So one day I get there. New security guard dude there. I tell him who I'm here to see. Oh, you're going to have to come. You're going to have to call. They're going to have to come get you. Like he on some shit like that. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I happen to catch Mike coming out. I'm like, Mike, he like, what's up, guy? I say, man, can, can you get me in? I was like, dude, don't want to let me in. He like, man, this is my guy. This guy right here. You let him in. Yada, yada. He like, man, I know this man name ain't guy. I said, nah, my name is Mike. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I said, Mike, where you going? Man, I got to make a run real quick. Now, this was the other thing. Mike didn't have a car. Mike rode everywhere on a 10 speed. He comes outside, unchains his 10 speed, gets on his 10 speed and he's off. I go holler at my boys for a little bit. Then I leave back out as I'm leaving back out. Here comes Mike. He got bags on both sides of the handlebars riding his 10 speed. Get off. Got his bags, chain his shit up. All right. Now I'll let you later on. All right. All right. All right. I said, all right. I am so intrigued how this nigga's getting this shit. And one day, I am coming over to hang out with my guys. I see Mike sitting outside. I say, what's up, Mike? He's not his hyper self. I'm like, you you good? Yeah, man, I'm 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 good. I'm good. I'm good. I say, okay. I said, like, what you got going on? Nothing. Nothing, just sitting out here thinking. I said, okay. So I was like, I, I'm going to sit down and rap with you for a little bit. I was like, I'm going to go up here and holler at them for a minute. In a minute. He said, all right. So we sitting out there and we talking. And we're talking about everything. Oh, uh, we, I mean, we all over the place with everything we talking about. Sports, life, music. It comes full circle, right? He brings up his drug use. So I asked him, I said, hey, 
What made you start fucking with that shit? And he tells me, he was like, Mike, I was always super smart. I've always been a super duper, like, gifted, smart kid. Like, from the time I was young, I was super gifted, smart. Went to special schools, uh, moved ahead in grades, all type of shit. I said, uh-huh. He said, when crack really hit hard in the city, he said, I wanted to be cool a little bit. I said, uh-huh. He said, I knew niggas that was, you know, fucking with weed and shit like that. He was like, but I was around a lot of like white kids, had a little money, a little privilege and shit at these special schools and shit. I said, uh-huh. He said, they was fucking with powder and shit like that. I said, uh-huh. He said, I couldn't afford no powder. He was like, and I discovered crack. He was like, and I felt like I was on their level. I was doing the same thing. So I started fucking with crack. I said, uh-huh. He said, my life was never the fucking same. He said, I'm still on that shit. He was like, but the fucked up part is I have this like great mind and, and like I'm super duper smart and awesome memory and all this shit. He was like, so I, I can sit there. I can have these thoughts. I can be on dope. He was like, and it, it, it fucks with me personally. I said, okay, I get it. I understand. So we start walking right now. Uptown Towers over to um, City Hall is maybe a block. So we go, we start, we start walking towards City Hall. We sit down on the steps in City Hall. And he's just talking to me. He was like, man, I had so many dreams, so many aspirations and all that shit. He said, now look at me. He said, I work at a pizza spot. I take orders for money. From niggas that, you know, be in the spot and all that shit. He was like, to support my habit. He was like, and pay my bills and shit like that. So I said, speaking of the orders and shit, I said, on some seriousness, like, how are you, how are you able to do that? He said, the night before, I cook up like a whole bunch of pizzas before I leave work. I leave them at work. He said, I have relationships with people at other restaurants and stores and shit like that. And so when people, when I come over there to the spot and everybody starts telling me what they want, he said, I go to work, get those pizzas, go to the other establishments that people are ordering from. I give them pizzas, like free pizzas. They give me free food. We exchange like a barter system almost. He said, I have that at stores, at gas stations, all type of shit. He said, and I bring the shit back to the spot, to the trap. Everybody gives me money. Now I have money. He said, I then take that money. Some of it, I'll pay bills. I'll, you know, um, buy whatever I need or whatever the case may be. I was like, wow, really? So that's how you do it? He said, yeah. I was like, shit. I was like, can you ride your bike to these places? He said, yeah. I was like, oh my God. And he said, he was like, now you see what that shit do to you? He said, all the brain power that I have. He was like, I'm reduced to this. He was like, I don't smoke crack because I like crack, really. He said, I'm just addicted and I know how I feel when I don't have it and I have to have it. He said, when you knew the smoking crack and you like them early stage crackhead shit, you just like smoking crack. 
He said, but when you get to my level, you have to smoke crack. And I was like, damn. And so I couldn't figure out why he was not like like other crackheads that I become familiar with. Like he was like he was different. And so. The crackheads that I knew were. Some of the shystiest do anything, rob shit, um, sell everything they own, like that type of situation, right? For example, I give you a, a, a different example. My brother, one day, my mother calls um, my brother. My brother's with me at the time. So he. <laughs> My brother answers the phone. He's like, hey, what's up, mom? She talks to him for a minute. She tells him that this dude who's a pastor is going to give him a call. My brother confused, like, huh? A few minutes later, this dude calls my brother. He's a pastor. I ain't going to say the nigga name. People in Cincinnati, y'all may know him. I ain't going to put him on blast. Well, anyway, he calls my brother. Hey, 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 what's going on, Kevin? Brother, hey, what's up? Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to let you in on a kind of a bit how I am. If my brother, if there are certain people walking this earth, right? If they feel uneasy or uncomfortable in a situation, my senses get heightened and like I'm super alert. And I'm ready to go smash it, right? So, for example, if not to go into another story, if if say my brother Mac, if my brother Mac's in a situation and shit go left, like he's feeling uneasy, I'm gonna take it there, right? So, anyway, my brother gets a call from this preacher. Hey, what's going on, Kevin? I look at my brother's face. He's he, yeah, what's up? He's uneasy. He's kind of like almost on some like, nigga, why are you calling? So my sentence senses are heightened. I'm like, oh, shit. Who the fuck I'm finna beat up now? Right. So he's talking to my brother. He tells my brother he wants to sell him his car. My brother like, huh? This nigga wants to sell my brother his car. But that ain't the kicker. My brother like, all right, shit, let's talk about it. He sells my brother a short body Buick Skylark for 200 US dollars. 200, 200. Zero, zero. They go to the, the, the bureau and, and, you know, DMV or whatever and title in his name, all that shit. I'm like, why is this nigga selling a car for $200? But I can't put my finger on it. Okay, cool. Come to find out the preacher nigga, he's a dope thing. He has sold a car for $200 because he wants and needs $200. I don't know if he was going to have a weekend binge on $200 worth of dope or what, but he needed that 200 a whole car. Now, needless to say, my brother parked the shit outside of my crib downtown and the shit got stolen like no more than a week later. I start putting two and two together. I come downstairs because my brother went out of town. He parked it at my crib, went out of town. 
I come downstairs, the car is gone. Ain't no glass shattered, so they ain't bust that bust in the window. I think the nigga stole it back. If I ever come across a nigga, I'm, I'm gonna have to have that conversation with. But anyway, I think the nigga stole it back. That's some crackhead shit I'm used to. Nigga taking your automobile, takes his own automobile set. So I wasn't used to the shit Mike was doing. So that kind of showed me the difference between the work ethic and lack thereof of a dope fiend or a crackhead, right? So anyway, back to the story. Mike and I are sitting there. And he's telling me like, man, I had so many dreams and aspirations of one day being in this building right here and changing the city. I said, word. He said, every morning I walk past this place and think of like what I could have been. I'm like, damn. And every time after that, like we ended that conversation, he went his own separate way. I never even went up to see my boys. I just went home like thinking about the shit. And I didn't see him for a long time. I didn't see Mike for a long time. Until one day I did. And it was the saddest thing I ever seen in my life. He wasn't the same Mike no more. He became that type of dope thing. That type of crackhead. I'm out.